It's pink pill time. Come on, grab your friends. We'll go to many Web3 lands with the Keys community and all our friends. The fun it'll never end. It's pink pill time. Welcome in, everybody, to season two, episode six of the weekly pink pill. I'm Neith Lorian, joined up here today by Yellow Turtle, back behind the Keys Dow logo. Rob G is the speaker and a special guest, Nico, or NBR, from Recovery Social. As Landon works to get everybody up here on stage, including our other co-hosts, Alt Anonymous and Kriegel, I just wanted to take a moment here um, and, I don't know, give my two thoughts on the total disaster going on right in the crypto space. Um, you know, because I can't. So, my two cents... We need Luxo and we need decentralization now more than ever. We have put so much trust in these third-party guardians, right? Or these centralized entities that LARP as being decentralized entities, um, that LARP as having good intentions for the greater crypto community. And so people have been hurt because of it. We need these decentralized networks now more than ever. And I'm going to say why we need Luxo. Well, we need Luxo because they're not so focused on the financial aspects of the blockchain space. Although finances will always be a part of it, they're less focused on that for the time being, right? They're more focused on building a usable blockchain experience that is not scary as fuck. And I think that ties in beautifully with our guest today, Nico, because Recovery Social is um, you know, really looking at how do we do social recovery of our universal profiles, right? Of our these private key-based accounts um, when bad things happen. So um, that's my two thoughts off the jump. Let's welcome our other uh, host onto the stage here. Alt, how's it going, man? Doing good, buddy. Doing good. Um, yeah, I just want to echo kind of what you're talking about there off the jump as far as like, yeah, these are centralized issues. Like you said, these are Web2 you know, companies LARPing in the Web3 space, like it's not the ethos that we're actually about, right? Like, so it, it just puts a magnifying glass on more of it, uh, the decentralized aspect of things. Like, it's it's very important that we control our own things, like our, our socials, our identity, our tokens, NFTs, our reputation, these things we need, we need to take more and more control of. Um, you know, I think we're, we're obviously in the right space because Lux is going to give us the tools to do that. And then, and yeah, and, and definitely talk recovery. I'm so excited because that's such a key part of changing the user experience to actually get some mass adoption to how can we have the average person come in and have, you know, an ecosystem that's going to be safe and take the risks out of the bag for them. Um, so yeah, social recovery is, is a big part of that as well, I believe, um, because the holding your own keys thing has been the same since day one in 2009, right? So it's time we uh, up, update that as well. Yeah, time we move away from being scary as fuck. So, agreed. Kriegel, how's it going from Comic-Con today? Yeah, my friends, how are you guys doing? I'm doing really well. Hope there's not a lot of background noise. I'm trying to find a quiet place here. It's all good, uh, you know, man. Ready to ready to have a great conversation today um, talk about identity you know social recovery it's a super important thing so yeah I'm looking forward to this conversation I am taking this call in my ultimate identity as a Mandalorian so 
Well, Kringle, do you have the Mando not. helmet on? Uh, no, I can't fit my AirPods under my helmet, so not at the moment. It's too bad. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> I'll um, I'll throw it on later. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, thanks, Kriegel. Go find yourself a quiet space, and uh, when you get yourself into one, then I'm sure we'll get the conversation going. Rob, how you doing before we get to our special guest? What's up, everybody? I'm good. How are you guys doing? I see some blue check marks out there. <laughs> that, like those blue that just check tells marks. you I'm not a bot, and then I have $8 a month. It does, but it doesn't. You know, this is interesting. I was just, I was noticing these blue check marks that you guys have. I'm like, I got to get me one of those. And I'm trying to figure it out. Can't figure it out. Can't find it anywhere. So I'm like, Google in, how do you do it? And they I found out that they suspended it because people were making uh, uh, like fake accounts of people and getting their check marks or whatever. And I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm like, this is exactly why we need the thing that we all know that we need, you know, this identity stuff to be taking care of this stuff. I don't know. I just thought it was ironic. <laughs> One of my favorite LARPs that was out there was the uh, account and said they overthrow the uh, the Brazilian government. And then Chiquita actually had to respond to that from their actual account that said, we have not overthrown a government. But they put the curious sense now for, which kills me. Absolutely. Oh, um, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting, Rob. So yeah, I'm not a bot, and nor is anyone else with a, or at very least, we're a bot with eight dollars, right? Eight dollars a month. So that brings us to our uh, our last guest on stage, which is our featured guest, and that's uh, NBR. But I'm pretty sure I go by the from uh, Social Recovery, Nico. Hi, hey everyone. Thanks for having me. I'm doing really good. Yeah, I appreciate that. Me? Oh, we can hear you loud and clear, my friend. Awesome. And on the on the flip side, I'm trying out a new setup today. So tell me if you can hear this. Perfect. Oh, perfect. Well, that's our crowd welcoming you to the stage. So I appreciate no, that. I could not hear anything. <laughs> did, you, did you make a noise? Yeah. I didn't hear nothing. Oh, goddamn. It was a whole bunch of people clapping and, and being very excited. So maybe someday I'll figure out how to rat and how to get this entire system together. Does my voice at least sound silky smooth? You sound great. All right, I'm going to, I'll judge by the thumbs up. And my understanding is you are from Germany, or at least you reside in Germany right now, correct? Exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm from Germany, from south of Germany, but yes, uh, traveling, traveling a lot the last couple of months. So been to Japan, to Klonix Japan. Um, like community for a few months um, and then to Spain, but now back in the cold Germany, which kind of sucks, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, man. All right. So spill the beans here because there's plenty of clones that are listening right now and will listen in the future. How was Clonex Japan? Oh, Clonex Japan was great. I loved, loved those people back there. Um, and I really feel so sorry to not make it to the big event, which is coming up, I think, in the next couple of weeks. I don't know exactly, but it feels like everyone's flying to Japan now, which, like, yeah, I would love to be there, but can't make it. Is anyone else here going? I wish I could swing Japan. <laughs> I, uh, I'm doing Miami and uh, L.A., but uh, no Japan, unfortunately. And same here. It's just not possible for me right now with work responsibilities. I can't get out to go to Japan at the moment. 
Instead, I just look at all the photos that people are sending out of there and I have extreme FOMO, um, <laughs> which doesn't stop me from looking at the price of plane tickets. But like, I just, I literally can't spend the time away from my job at the moment. Yeah, it's a massive thumbs down. Exactly. All so anyway, I, uh, I just think it's amazing how there's so much crossover in the clone slash Luxo space. And I think that that's pretty awesome here, um, which is uh, something I mentioned to Nico in the chat earlier when we were just chatting briefly there. And I have to say, it's I think because there's so much caring about the individual and the crossover between these two communities, um, I think and I, I have actually said this to Fabian and Dick message, like there's so much to be learned from the artifact space and how we take care of each other as individuals and build brands off one another and also build curated, curated experiences for the community. I think this Luxo community, like that's what we're on, although this is a token community. Um, like that's, I think where, I mean, you don't have a lot of um, like niche L1s that are, starting out with such a strong group of believers, supporters, people who care about the mission. And I think that that's where we're at right now. I don't know if you share that um, kind of feeling, Nico. And I guess that would lead me into my really first question. Like the real question is like, when did you get hip to Luxo? When did you find out about Luxo? Um, and how did that come about? <laughs> that's a good question. Um, Probably because of Clonex, because um, that's when I started following Alt uh, and Dexgems. I guess those two, like always tweeting about Luxo, um, made me kind of FOMO and <laughs> trying to look into it. And at, at one point, I really realized, all right, that's going to be a thing. And I really see that working out. And that was the moment when I decided to actually join the hackathon because I wanted to have some Lux like on leaks or however you call it and that was the moment when i decided all right let's 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 get to build and um let's accumulate some leaks <laughs> so thanks also for uh for 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 fomoing me in yeah i'm glad i'm glad i could help <laughs> and we're happy to have you oh, i love that also also literally put out a tweet the other day saving souls one pink pill at a time <laughs> i think it's hilarious and also it speaks to the power of this platform that, you know, so many people have come into this community through uh, alts or like, um, I mean, how many days in a row now has um, Dex Gems been putting out that tweet five, that he's going five, to yeah. keep reminding people? Like five, what is it all? something like 530-ish, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 530 days of tweets reminding people how important, reminding people that Luxo and Fabian are not getting the respect they deserve, but someday they will in the near future. I just think that's amazing. So, Nico, what was your background? Like, were you a developer before you started, um, like, I guess, pulling around with Luxo? And that might sound like a ridiculous question, given what you put out there. Um, so, yes, I've, I've been a developer now for 10 years, I guess, um, but not in, like, blockchain space, just, like, the normal um, app development and website stuff. Um, I like see it, um, me mechatronics and robotics. Um, and actually Luxo was my first blockchain project um, where I learned solidity and all this stuff. So it was pretty new to me, but I always love like learning on a project and uh, that, that made it really fun to, to build um, the recovery.social app kind of. 
Now, any reason why you picked that bounty of all the bounties that you could have chosen from in the hackathon? Oh, I don't know. I, I I was looking at the bounties and like the one was the one where I thought, all right, that's going to be really like necessary because if if I talk to friends about like blockchain and stuff, and I, I really think like it's the first barrier to enter because like we've seen the last couple of days, like not your keys, uh, not your not your coins. Um, you you have to do a MetaMask account, and the first thing you have to do is write down those I don't know your your private key. Um, and like they really tell you in a really good way that you have to pay attention on your private keys, but that's kind of what's scary as hell, you know, because, you know, if I lose them, I'm fucked. Um, and that was the reason why, like, I thought that's going to be fun to build. And yeah, that's, that's where we thought, all right, what, what do we have to do to, to build trust in the first place before entering? Um, and that's how we came up with, with that bounty. Yeah. That's fantastic um, because it is probably, I would say, the most important thing, but someone would probably fight me about it because others would say transaction relayer service or they might you know, choose some other bounty that's very important to them. But I'll tell you, as far as someone who consistently tries to evangelize this blockchain to people or blockchain in general, um, it makes it very difficult to onboard new users because, like you said, the experience is scary as fuck. And Fabian actually went on stage at uh, shelling point and use those exact words it, it is scary as fuck to to be a newbie in this space i mean so many people don't venture far off exchanges if they get off exchanges at all because of that hurdle of having to custody your own assets behind these private keys that you're holding on to and i know i remember my first days in crypto when even making a very simple transaction just sending some tokens from one wallet to another was like this terrifying thing. I mean, I, I would send $1 before I'd send $5 before I'd send it all, right? And I have to see it go through multiple times. And no one really explains to you what happens if you don't use enough gas and a transaction takes too long or it gets stuck. I remember I opened a Maker Vault and I had a transaction get stuck for 24 hours and I was like having a complete friggin' meltdown, right? Because it was my whole stack at the time. And now I'm a little bit more expert in that regards so i know how to duplicate and get that thing canceled out and you know but the average person if i try to explain that to my dad not going to happen right my father is not going to be able to do that so we do definitely do need different um tools to overcome that and one of the first wallets that i ever used was the urgent wallet on ethereum and they had a social recovery guardian system that i thought was excellent at the time and it's why it was easy to be onboarded to onboard others the reason that I stopped using Argent at first was because the gas got insane to interact from Argent back up to the blockchain. And then the reason I don't use it right now is because it sits on an L2. Um, and it's also not a place where it's, right? Like I'm very comfortable in the MetaMask space. When looking at your project, the recovery.social, you immediately gave vibes to that social guardianship um, and that is probably like the first entry point. Like, can you explain how that social guardianship works between friends? You, just a high level overview doesn't need to be technical. Yes, of course. Like all, all you, like, like you said, the, the problem is the UX problem. And that's when we kind of developed the, the, the UI and the UX, we wanted it to be as, as simple as possible to, to make it as easy as possible for everyone to, to understand what's going on and what they have to do. Um, 
And yes, so you enter recovery.social and all you have to do is kind of you need the, the wallet address of the universal profile, enter it, and you can add that person as a guardian. Um, and you, because we are using universal profiles, you're immediately able to kind of get the profile picture and the real name and all the information you, you need. And we will be able to put there um, with the ERC 725. So that's also really good for UX because you're not like afraid of putting in the wrong wallet address. Like you said, like the first days using crypto, you, you double check those wallet addresses five or six times if you copy the right one and so on. Um, so it's also really nice for UX to kind of immediately get feedback. Oh, it's the right one I'm going to add now as a guardian. And yeah, that's what you do in your first steps. You, you choose friends or family members or whatever um, as guardians. And what we try to do is when onboarding that you don't have to actually sign a transaction for every guardian you add. So when setting up, just add three or four or five guardians and do it in one transaction. Therefore, it's not like, yeah, pressing too many buttons um, and signing too many transactions because that's what gets people afraid if they have to do too much stuff. So that's what we try to do when onboarding the when when thinking about how to add friends and family members as guardians. Absolutely. And just for everyone who's listening that's not entirely sure what a guardian is, uh, a guardian would be a trusted relationship that you have. Could be your mother, could be your brother, could be your spouse, depending upon what's going on, your child, um, your parent. And what they serve as is they serve as someone who's going to help give you access to recover your universal profile should you ever lose contact or um, should you ever lose access to your universal profile. And your guardians, Nico, my understanding is your guardians can be anyone that you choose, correct? Exactly. Like a guardian can be any other externally owned account or universal profile. So any person you trust, but also, and that's new in recovery.social, we can cover that later. It can also be a, like a, every trusted entity you want to, like it can be a company um, which is offering recovery services because you maybe don't have enough like friends in, in the crypto space or you don't trust your friends or you, you just like don't know if your friends will lose their keys as well. So you're fucked if they lose it. So you can trust whoever you want to. Um, and that's kind of what a guardian can be. It can be actually anyone now, but you have to trust them. And that's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, I think for the new user, that actually makes for a very comfortable experience, right? Because if you're not used to blockchain and you're saying, you know, all I have to do is reach out to my to my mom, right? And my mom can help give me access if I lose it. And I use mom because mothers are generally someone that's very close to us, right? Um, you know, a lot of us are comfortable using those familial um, or very close friendships to, to guard you know, the closest things in our lives or secrets in our lives. What the second piece of this that you're positing is like, there's also um, this really powerful ability that you've built in to use these third party services. So truly you could spread that trust out over a much larger scope or spectrum, correct? Um, Nico, and like, I know that those services could take many, many forms, but the one you demonstrate uh, in the hackathon video um is I'm, maybe you could tell me more about it. I think you'd be probably better off rather than me ad-libbing this one. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we, we, we call kind of those third-party guardians, we call them recovery services. 
kind of which is not like like you said not your mom or not your best friend um, or your wife or whatever um, it's kind of a company or a DAO or whatever who's running um, a social recovery service and what they actually do is they store somehow your identity that you can later identify with them again and they act as a guardian so if you lose access you go back to them tell them hey it's it's me again um, they will verify you and then vote for you as a guardian like your mom or your your friends do but it's a company they can identify you with for example i don't know if you know those or the google authenticator apps where you have those one-time passwords um which you store on your device it's often used with two-factor authentication so you could kind of um use this to to re or to to authenticate yourself um like on their website or you could use biometric authentication or like you know it when you need to open a bank account um you need those video calls so all this can be offered now and you trust those different companies and you don't even have to trust one you can trust four or five of them so there we back to decentralization because you're just able to decentralize um your recovery power kind of um and i think that makes it really powerful if you do it in a standardized way, and that's what we try to propose with recovery.social, like having a contract um, where where everyone has to follow, everyone has to kind of interact with this contract um, and use it. Therefore, safe for everyone um, to to use it. I yeah, love the idea. Oh, go ahead, Alt. I was just saying, I love the idea of like the concept of like diversifying trust, like. That's so cool. Yeah, even using biometrics and like a facial scan or like a video chat, you know, to like to, um, you know, re get that re recovery tools like that's such a such an interesting dynamic. Um, but especially like if you're like a large brand coming into this space, that's definitely something you prefer to outsource to a verified company that's focused on the recovery side of things. Um, so that could be a, a huge advantage to the brands, I think. Exactly. hundred percent. Like and. You, you, that, that's what I try to kind of do with, with recovery services to, yeah, to build trust because that's what it's all about. They have to be companies that are trusted. Um, and, but like, I was thinking hard about how to get different recovery services into the ecosystem because I don't want it to run them all because I, I could now set up several recovery services, but at the end, all are run on service of mine so what what i try to do is kind of find a model where they can monetize on like that it's kind of worth it running a recovery service um and i think that's the next really important step to find other recovery services that yeah build trust like you said else so will it be simple to remove uh guardians as it is to add them if you know you you have some falling out or you can't trust the party for some reason or, or want to change it up. Yes, exactly. You, you just hit the button, sign the transaction and uh, the guardian is gone. Um, you maybe have to add your, or adjust your threshold because if you kind of have five guardians and threshold of five and you remove one, um, you will never be able to get back to be able to have five votes. But um, I think I remember putting it in the contract that you, First, have to edit the threshold and then remove. Wouldn't that be tragic? <laughs> you know, one day, Alt pisses me off, so I remove him as a guardian and I lock myself out from my universal profile forever. Oh, That's what God. you get, bro. That's what you get. <laughs> I mean, it's, 
it's a great tool to have, especially for businesses. Um, you know, if you have like, say, your board of directors or a good or a number of your like people as the trusted parties to recover, but one of them leaves the company, uh, then you definitely would want to be able to remove them and add a new member of employee in, in their place. So that's, that's, I think, a great use case for it. So I, I love that you're looking at this from not only the personal perspective, but also the business perspective. I mean, from an onboarding perspective as well, it's like, yeah, we have to find ways to basically take all these things out of the average person's hands right? because they're just not capable of it. I mean, even people that you talk to like in this space that are in crypto and have been here for years, they don't, a lot of them, like I would say most probably don't even really know how to use a MetaMask, like in the overall space of crypto, right? Like we're, we're literally like a niche inside of a niche inside of a niche, like, but we're so forward thinking in this group um, that we can, we can kind of see the writing on the wall of, you know, how do you get actual mass adoption? It, it, you have to take the security and things out of people's hands um, and put it, leave it to professionals, right? Because like, it's the same thing you saw with like the adaption of um, the adoption of internet, right? It was like, we didn't really catch fire until it became so simple that anyone could do it. And they didn't even know they were really using this technology. Like they just like, Oh, an email, I can send a text. Sure. You know, but like, the writing's on the wall with these standards. Like we're getting that that next wave of of adoption, but at like twice the speed of the internet. So yeah, buckle up. What I like is you can spread trust even across an organization, right? So it, it really, I'll give you a scenario here. I have like let's say maybe I have Rob as a guardian. I have Alt as a guardian. I have Kriegel as a guardian. But then I also have KeysDAO as a guardian that I'm of KeysDAO. And what I could do is I could, in theory, have a governance vote on KeysDAO that says, is this Ethelorian? And they know it's me and I'm requesting this to be to be done, right, to, to recover this, um, this, my universal profile, so to speak, right? So then by governance vote, KeysDAO can say, yes, Ethelorian the true Ethelorian has said that he has lost it. We will vote in favor of it, right? We find that, you know, through relationships, through contributions, through whatever it is, that this is indeed an authentic ask. And then KeysDAO could vote um, and be a guardian on my UP, right? Which would be fantastic in that way, because now it spreads out across a lot of different relationships. And it's it's a soft guardianship for any individual, like let's say in this case, Sage or, or Chella or Leadfoot, they can't sign individually on it, but they can vote as part of a collective that, yes, this is me who's asking for it, right? And I can verify that through through actions and relationships. I think that that has an incredible like power there. And I think you could end up having a number of, like you said, now at this point, recovery services that spring up even inside of participatory communities um, like the CloneX community could have a recovery service that they're running for these things. Um, and then, you you know, whatever you're engaged with, whatever community you're engaged with, you could spread that kind of song out across a lot of people, which would be really interesting and hard to gain. Am I seeing that right, Nico? 100%. Like, that's exactly what you can do. And to go even further, you can spread it across different communities just to be safe, like to say, all right, if I get in trouble with the one community, I have a threshold of three or four. Like I need four or five communities to do it. So you have the power to decide what to do and what means decentralization for yourself. So that's really dope, I, I think. So when you went through the hackathon process, like 
I know that uh, you probably had a chance to interact with the team a little bit. Like, what was their general feedback for you? Um, like, there wasn't much, like, interaction with the team during the hackathon. I was just watching all those tutorials they did, and I loved, like, seeing them doing them, and they were really helpful. Um, I Like, what I loved was um, Fabian was doing kind of, adding to their LSP 11 contracts and suggestions on GitHub based on my uh, GitHub like stuff I did. And I'm not 100% sure, but on the um, on the shilling point event, he was using the word, um, you could even um, implement recovery services. And I don't know if they've ever used that um, name before, like recovery services as, as external operators. So maybe they they kind of um, came up with the idea to use like external operators and call them recovery services and that was kind of seeing um yeah that they see it and implemented it and i really hope they implement in their new proposal of the lsp 11 um some kind of easy way to implement recovery services um to yeah like i said have those third-party operators which are companies or DAOs and stuff let's hope i mean one time will tell I know that they're actively working all the time. And I know that uh, the smart contract team, I don't think they sleep or have any fingerprints left on their fingers. I think they're all over their keyboards at this point because they're working constantly. Um, I'd say, Nico, what, what I'm really intrigued with here is that you were not a developer, well, not a smart contract developer prior to building this really nice little system here. Um, and it, although it's simple, very intuitive and easy to use user experience um, and interface for this hackathon project. So I guess for experience, would you refer the Luxo blockchain to another developer? I mean, obviously being a holder now, like I think that that might, I, I mean, I think I know what the answer is, but like as one developer talking to another, like what would you tell a developer that you're trying to onboard to the ecosystem? Maybe that's a better question. <laughs> Thanks. Um, no, I, I feel like I think why I was so fast in learning it because was because the documentation was really really good. So they, you saw that they put lots of effort in like documenting it well and always thinking of what would like people want to see who come to the ecosystem. And like if you read other documentations, it feels like people are right or people who already know how it works. So that that was kind of really great to go through it. Um, and that helped me a lot, even like learning Solidity out of it because I felt like it was really good documented. And um, yes, so I hope that answers your question. So just, just, no, it... just read the docs like the team would say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's great because Hugo, I know, spends an incredible amount of time making those documents, right? And, and speaking with Hugo over the past year, Hugo... I, that is like been the focus of his life is making sure that documentation is great um, and user-friendly from the developer standpoint, who's coming into the ecosystem and may not know anything. So like, I think that that is, and I don't mean like, Hey, I want to start to be a developer. Let me try here. I mean, you have the ability to, to parse the documentation, but if you know, are inclined to develop on Luxo, the documentation is thorough enough um, that you can gain foothold quickly, gain traction quickly and start to move. And I think Jake Prince from Universal Page also echoes that same sentiment that you just put forward, Nico, right? That the documentation for this for this uh, blockchain is quite extensive. 
And I know Rob is quite quiet over there, but Rob, what do you think about the documentation? I know that you have worked closely with Felix Hildebrandt at times, um, not necessarily on the documentation, but discussing this type of thing and how important it is for the system. Are you, are you happy with the documentation at this point, Rob? Me quiet? No. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, definitely. I think that I've been, you know, I've been looking at the documentation for quite a while. Um, and I know that, um, that there's been a lot of work done and a lot of improvements done. I know some of the people who participated in the very first hackathon have said that um, the improvement in documentation between the first and the second hackathon is is night and day, and that they have done a really good job. So yeah, no, I think it's I think it's great. I mean, I know I make a process of reading it over. Oh, go ahead, Rob. Add more. I don't know. I was just uh, had a had a question for for Nico. Um, I was just thinking when we were talking about some of the different recovery options, I started thinking about um, brands and creators, but probably more so big brands right now, if big brands are coming into this space and issuing assets and, you know, giving their customers this full custody of it. Would it, would it be possible for brands to use social recovery in a way that can recover only the assets that they issue to people? Mm. I'm not hundred percent if you have your assets all like in the in the in in the exact universal profile. So you because what you I think what you're referring to is kind of the um, I think it's LSP six like the vaults where you can store different assets in it. But what you could do is kind of if you say those um, tokens that are issued to customers. Are like stored on a different universal profile, which also refers to the price. Then it's hundred percent doable. But I'm not sure if you kind of have your universal profile and doing all the stuff together. You're only able till today to recover your universal profile. Um, so depends on how you use your UP, I guess. Okay, yeah, that makes that makes sense. Definitely, I think um, that. that seems to me that'd be interesting to explore that just because um you know it it seems like it, it seems like it would be a really good best of both worlds for you know being able to have this true custody of your assets but also allowing brands to be able to recover their specific assets for people just to bridge that world between web 2 and web 3 um also for anyone that's listening if you look in the comments of the spaces there's a few screenshots of the uh, UX for recovery.social. Thanks for putting them there. Um, so if you, sure. like, if anyone wants to, to use it, all you have to do is um, kind of download the universal profile browser extension um, and go through it. And the cool part is because it's testnet, you, you, you can't do anything wrong. So you can just add alts as a guardian and you can't like do anything against um, your, your assets and stuff because it's still testnet. Um, so feel free to use it and um, as always like if there's feedback improvement and stuff just just me up uh, we're always happy to to improve and do it better so that actually begs the question what is your plan for mainnet nico are you planning on developing this and releasing it on mainnet are you planning potentially on developing a recovery service that's attached to recovery recovery.social i'd be interested to hear yeah, so um, currently, um, like we already did some improvements and stuff um, and waiting to, to publish it, like the feedback we got uh, already. But currently, I'm 
actually a bit waiting on what um, like Laxo and Fabian is proposing for the like mainnet LSP unit to adjust to that because that's what's going to be uh, the standard they um, propose and that's what we are going to implement for sure. Um, so that's like the first step for mainnet. And then my goal is really to make to make recovery that social de address for everyone who's onboarding to Luxo to, to go through it for two minutes um, and be able to sleep at night because they don't have to fear about losing their losing their keys. Um, and, and of course, like I already mentioned, I want to get as many recovery services in there as possible because like at the end, if if I'm the only one running those recovery services, like those two I was just like doing as examples, it's not decentralized and it's me who's having the power kind of, you know what I mean? So I really want to focus on getting other people in and using and like offering recovery services that it really is decentralized for everyone. Um, and that's probably the goal, yes. Well, I can say and speak on behalf of, of Keystyle, we would love to become a recovery service um, for the greater Luxo community because I just think that that would be really fostering the kind of positive network effect and, and positive overall behavior, like good ecosystem participant behavior that we want in this community, in the greater Luxo community. So like, I would say we'd be very, very interested in discussing more, like what, what you think that looks like and how we might be able to implement going forward. Nice. Love to hear that. Um, maybe like for everyone who's listening, um, like do or, or like implementing a recovery service is can can be like good because you you can earn money with it because what we were implementing is kind of um a system where you as the person running a recovery service are just able to say all right if you want me to recover your profile that will cost you two leaks for example so you you have to do that beforehand so if someone is setting up you as a recovery service you have to be transparent and on telling that's what it's going to cost but um, it can like be monetized and you can earn money with it. And if you think about, all right, with Luxor, we're going to implement the next billions of people to, um, or next millions uh, percent uh, to, uh, to blockchain, that can be really interesting if you offer a good recovery service because if someone losing their keys, they are really willing to pay you $10 to, to, for you to recover your digital identity. Therefore, um, yeah, if anyone's interested, we're really happy, like you already said, happy to help you setting it up because that's what will make the ecosystem yeah, run. Um, just so everyone's aware, for a small nominal Lux fee, I will be your guardian. You just let me know. Uh, I volunteer as tribute. For, I'll let you be my guardian any day. Also, <laughs> Nico, uh, if ahead, question on, on the fee... Uh, yeah, is that something that you could change later um, or peg it to, like, say, USD, even if it's paid in, you know, with basically what I'm getting at with the fluctuating price of said token? Exactly. You're you can change uh, was, that later. <laughs> I, I was thinking a lot about that because that, 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 that made my head scratch. I hope that's the right like, word for it. Because, like, like you said, today it's, like you say, it's too, too, too luxe to recover and prices up. And at some point, you, you're fucked because you can't afford it because we all want you to go to price up. Um, therefore, I, I call it best price guarantee. So if the recovery service is ever, like, going down with the price, um, you will always get the current price. 
But if the recovery service is going up with the price, like we do, you will always you will always get the price you were signing up for, but you will always get the lowest price. That's we call it low price guarantee to kind of fight against like this inflationary uh, price. I wish gas fees were like that too. <laughs> wow, that's that's a great idea. And if gas was like that, that would be insane. It's never gonna happen. So keep dreaming. <laughs> um, as, yeah, as, a, as a validator, uh, as a validator, I'm, I just want to say I'm against that idea. <laughs> Holy against and, that. Oh, also, Fuck you all. It's not going to happen. I also wanted to say real quick, everyone listening, whatever alt charges, I will, I will do it for 50% less than that. Yeah, but I'm over 2x trustworthy so it's a a rub (laughs) well we better we better get those blue check marks i'll step in with the best price guarantee i i just love what we're talking about here we're talking about creating a market for something that doesn't exist currently in the blockchain space right we're talking about creating a market for guardianship to recover uh recover your universal profile so effectively your internet identity um, this doesn't exist right now, but all of these types of new economic opportunities are going to start to crop up. And it's amazing that we're in this space that we can even be like, it's very early and we're joking about it. And, you know, um, I'd hate to see that space abused too. And there'll always be someone who wants to come in and totally game it, right? And abuse it. But these types of new businesses are going to get built recovery space. And before honestly talking to Nico, I didn't really think hard about really recovery services as a business. Now I see like there's an incredible need for that. And there's an incredible business opportunity there for the right person that's going to come up and take it. Just like, like Fabian would say, just even on the gas side, the ability to have relay services where you can go out there, you could watch an advertising video and get so many transactions or so much gas allowance for that interaction on the other side. Like these are economic models that are gonna get built. They are in the process of being built. People like us are thinking about them right now and that's gonna totally enhance and improve the user experience on blockchain, right? So instead of having to go to a third, instead of having to ever go to an exchange to buy the gas token, instead now you could have entities that hold the gas token and they're just gonna drip it out to you and you'll never have to purchase any of it. You just have to interact with them. I mean, it's funny, like looking back like two years ago, we were joking about like, oh, someday we're going to have these 3D avatars that have digital fashion that turns into physical that we'll be wearing. And yeah, oh, here we are. Right. So, yeah, we're just really good at identifying where the space is going, I think, at least as far as like these this community. Right. So I think, yeah, what we're talking about is definitely coming. Um, so it feels good to be early and, and already thinking about this stuff. Well, that goes to my whole point that I kind of rail on all the time, right? Like it's it's not even a function of making money on this investment that's necessarily so important to me. It's about the conviction bet and knowing if I'm right, right? And I think for so many people here, that's what this whole thing's about. Yeah, it's fun to make money, but at the end of the day, it's fun to be a futurist and it's fun to to be on the cutting edge of or the cutting edge of what will end up becoming the future. I mean, people, the human beings love to try to predict what's going to happen. We're fucking terrible at it. And when we are right, like there's a certain satisfaction that goes with this. So being in the artifact space and having 3D avatars that now have, like you said, digital fashion that can be moved to physical fashion, right? Like 
feels good. feels good to be on the right side of that one. And I think on Luxo, we're going to feel that one even more so because there's going to be so much more um, possibility that's going to be written into the future based upon the technology that's becoming available to us. And something like social.recovery is that that entirely. Um, so when I first was onboarded into an Argent wallet and I was like, wow, this makes me feel safer because I have this guardianship with my brother. Well, if I could have a guardianship across, you know, let's, let's call them... 25 close members in a small DAO as it starts or 500 members of a community that know verifiably that I am the Ethelorian, like it's very, very powerful thing. And I'm willing to pay for that. That is a service that I'm willing to pay for because the alternative is I don't pay for it. I lose all of my assets and I'm fucked, right? Just to state it very plainly. And nobody wants to be fucked. Put the explicit not safer work on these uh on these spaces the little logo you just need to get like a soundboard that has like a bleep on it for you could you hear that no you need to work on that get that fixed bro if you're making more noises we can't <laughs> well i just keep muting myself fuck me good god anyway I, what I would love to see, honestly, Nico, just going forward, I would love to see something like this recovery.social adopted by Luxo and almost like spun up into um, the creation of a universal profile, right? Like, so if someone goes to universal profiles and they go to create, I'd love to see this become one of the first screens that pops up for people. Um, that would be something that, because I think the base level of this like the floor, the idea is like a community good. Do I think that there can be businesses built up around the outside of this? Absolutely. That's the recovery services. But to have something like this implemented, like you said, for every universal profile to have to go through this, just a couple minutes to set it up would just make the entire space more interconnected and then at the same time, much, much safer. Um, and like if you had a business, like let's say you were buying a pair of shoes at some clothing store and they made a universal profile for you as part of claiming that universal profile, you just had to add them, that brand as a recovery service. That also would be an amazing type of credit to the, to the ecosystem as well. So I can see like all of the different sides of this. And uh, that will be something that I'll definitely bring up in every conversation that I get the opportunity to going forward uh, with people who with ears that might want to listen to me, that we need to seriously think about making this as part of the onboarding process. I mean, it's kind I of the best of both worlds. Like it, you're getting the security of a centralized entity without the, you know, but without the risk of the centralized, of like the, the, you know, the problem with a centralized entity holding whatever it is, your data is there's a central point of attack, right? But like being able to diffuse that on chain, but then also still, yeah, that's, it's, a, it's a beautiful dance, I think. I, yeah, and I, I think implementing that early on, and at least like introducing to people, because I don't, I mean, most people don't even, aren't even aware that this technology even exists. Um, so yeah, I think having like introducing that early on would be great. That is a really cool idea. You know, it just made me think, what if during your creation process of your up, you have the option to go into this like little marketplace where you have different add-ons for your universal profile, like recovery services and whatnot. That'd be really cool. I mean, like the app store, right? Pretty much. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, what I, I, I love... really feel like, so uh, go, go for it. Yeah, go ahead, Nico. Go ahead, please. Just, just actually just wanted to say nothing to add to what you guys said, but I really think that, 
Fabian is already thinking about stuff like that because he already mentioned that he wants to implement some um, relayer services from the hackathon into the universal profile extension and the app and so on. So therefore, he is already really thinking about getting all those good working apps into it. So um, yeah, really hoping to one day see uh, recovery.social as an option to choose from. So yeah, now really, like I said, I already plan to do that. And if they don't, there's plenty of people here. I was going to say, if they don't, there's plenty of people here that I have a direct line that would be happy to lobby that, annoyingly so, over and over again. <laughs> 100%. And I was about to say, it's safe to say that I think all of us will want to use this tool as well. So, keyboard at least. Without a doubt. These are the innovations in the blockchain space that the greater Ethereum community doesn't necessarily have available to them, at least not in like a widely distributed way where lots of people are using them. Lots of people know about it in small groups and small communities. Sure. But this is this right here in the Luxo space really projects to be a fundamental, like a really fundamental building block of every UP of every so then if you think of it of every single blockchain identity that uses the luxo network i mean that kind of bedrock infrastructure is going to make much better blockchain um in a much safer place as well it's not going to save us from people like sbf necessarily but it will make for a blockchain that i feel comfortable you know um allowing my parents to use so to speak even though I'm in my 40s, so my parents probably don't really give a shit anyway, but you know what I'm saying. All right, so 153, time's up. If anybody down uh, who's listening right now, any of the community members want to pop up and, and chat with us, uh, have any questions for Nico, just request. We'd love to have you up here to, to chat for a bit. Otherwise, we'll keep this going for a little while longer, just kind of chatting around, um, and then we'll exit at some point in the future when we get bored, maybe 15 minutes or so just so we don't have to tie everybody up go ahead else as you say yeah you can also you guys can also um always add questions in the chat if you don't want to come up you can always um, on the bottom right of that that tweet you can always uh post things there as well and um wanted to go ahead and give a shout for the po app today the the, ref the phrase to claim the po app is social dash recovery dash luxo we can uh we can share that again here in a bit but that's uh for those of you that want to go, go ahead and claim it once again, social-recovery-luxo. Yeah, I think that's actually going to be live in about five minutes. Okay, perfect. Um, yep. I was a little ahead of the game there. Yep, then it'll be live for about an hour. Alt, could you say that again? Yeah. Social-recovery-luxo. Just one more time. I'm not sure they heard you at the bottom. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> oh god um yeah so uh i know we got dude we got people in here um that are longtime community members that i think oh god we've all been waiting for luxo to launch in a meaningful way so we can actually use it and um some interesting news came out of the genesis validator community if you're not part of the validator community or you're not following closely on discord but you're looking for information about what's going on with the blockchain um, right now, some of the Genesis validators were running tests, actually, um, on how many validators one could run on um, a, like a little NUC computer, like a little NUC. 
um, with an i7 processor because they're flirting uh, with that 32 licks as a staking mount, like a stake amount. So that was uh, an announcement, not like a full announcement that came out, but definitely something that's been floated in the validator community. So I know um, one of our community members, Fico, is currently pushing his machine right now. He's got 200, Fabian dropped him over 200,000 test licks the other day, so he could continue to adders to his machine to push it to the limits. Um, it sounds like they're going to release a road, uh, mainnet roadmap very, very shortly here. Um, and our, let's call it GitHub crawler, uh, Jordy from the Luxoverse has noticed that the team has been working hard all weekend, which is not something they normally do. So I don't want to get your hopes up anybody here, but it does seem like we are going to get some movement very quickly. And despite the fact the entire market took a flaming dump um, relative to the SBF news, the Luxo token has actually held quite strong um, because for a small cap token, you would expect it to take a massive hit. But what I would attribute that to is the community that's here is the community. We're not speculating on token price. We're here because we believe in this network and we want to see it come for, come to fruition. So because of that, it's a very stable bottom. It feels like, um, you know, this is not financial advice, but I've definitely added around $5 as have many of the people here that I'm aware of. And I think uh, I'm really bullish now because the more... I mean, obviously, there's great news coming out, like I just said, and I could get more into it, but I'm just speaking off the cuff. But the more builders I meet in this space, like Nico today, um, it, it's <laughs> I get more and more excited because they're real people. They're real people who believe that blockchain experience should be something that it's not that we don't get right now. Like these are the people that are experimenting with Luxo. Whereas some of the people that are really abusing the space on the other side are people that are in there grifting, right? They're coming for the big money. They're coming for the money that's already established. And there's so many, like I said, on the con uh, and contrast, there's so many builders in the Luxo space right now that are just not that, right? There are people that are genuinely interested in pushing this space forward. I don't know how you guys feel about that. You got the same vibes as me because that's, I feel like that's the vibes in the pink community right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling really good about everything that's happening. I think things are moving in the background, things that we can't see. Yep, I feel just as solid as, as ever in this community here. I mean, we continue to have these engagements. Um, there's a lot of positive energy, good vibes. We have great projects like Nico's jumping in and, and being willing to talk about the projects in the space with us. Um, you know. I think that kind of foundation is what is building and driving this network um, along with all of the hard work the devs are doing back in Berlin so and elsewhere in the world. That's exactly what you said is kind of what makes me the most like bullish on the ecosystem to grow is what, what you already said really often is kind of the base. The base is right. We're, we're not trying to... I feel like Lux is not trying to kind of shill and go to the, the highest market cap as possible and to have people exit with liquidity and stuff. So but building and having a base community, having a base code, like not rushing with the mainnet because they want to do it. And I feel like all of this comes together with a, like a really solid base. And that's where like it's the best starting point to start building something great and something something that really like solves problems and not just there for like a small hype 
period. So that that makes me like really, really bullish on Luxo. Um, yeah. And this is why I think that there are so many lessons to be learned from the NFT space regarding community. I think that there's a um, there's some opportunities that we're missing right now, maybe because it's just not the time, right? Because you can be right at the wrong time and still be wrong. Um, maybe I didn't say that correct, but Alex Van Desen said something to that effect. Like you can be right, but be too early. That means you're wrong. Um, and maybe it's just not the time for us to really come together in person, in a physical way, to meet up, to share experiences together. But I feel like this community, that's something that we're all really keen to do once that opportunity presents itself. And I also think it's an interesting, uh, maybe not interesting, maybe that's the wrong word. I think it's the necessary and right thing to do just as much as like the Ethereum space has all of the, you know, there's DevCon for the developers and there's, there's um, the NFT space has like meetups for people who are part of the different individual NFT communities. I think Luxo has its own community, its own unique cultures. Uh, or culture, and I think that that's something to be celebrated. And I think there's an opportunity um, to build that base wider, right? I guess is what I'm saying, um, to much wider base so we can build, because off a wide base, we should be able to build a very stable and tall uh, network infrastructure. Let's put it that way. Maybe I'm mincing metaphors, but I think you get my point. Did you catch that alter? Was I wrong? No, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with that. Yeah, bingo. Bingo. Hey guys, I gotta pop out here. Right, well, great participating in this conversation. Nico, I'll let you guys continue on. Have fun, Kriegel. Send us some pics. Okay, like I said, we've been going for about an hour here. Um, I guess the last thing I'm gonna degen on is just uh, I know that it just trained some messages that Nico, you like to ski. So um, I know a good portion of this community likes to ski and snowboard. Um, how's the snow over there in Germany right now? Do you guys have any in the mountains or no? <laughs> Currently, like here in Germany, not. But I feel like probably in, in, in December, I will be back in Switzerland uh, and then go back to skiing. Um, so if anyone ever is like in south of Germany, Switzerland or anywhere else down there, hit me up probably. Or maybe we can, can uh, like meet, meet for a few, a few rides. I'm going to take you up on that. It's only a matter of time. And like I said, out of a curated Luxo community here, uh, we can have more. I think there's just a, there's a real desire and need to have meetups between people who are interested in the same thing, because there's just so few people in the world that know what it is that we're into that are willing about it or have any idea. Um, it's always fun to get around these people, right? Like our people, um, and chat about things that we're passionate about. And that's why I, I really relish the opportunity to come on here to the weekly pink pill. And it's something that we've been doing for, you know, soon, almost a calendar year, creating a space to get on and talk about with people who are interested about luck. So it doesn't, you know, we just, we don't generally try to get a million people into the space. Um, it's a small community right now. We always say it'll be funny when there's like four times as many people like looking for information or 10 times as many people about luck. So like, that'll be kind of funny um, at some point in the future, but for right now, it's great. It's a small little base, a very loyal base in the community. And we all share a lot in common. So these opportunities to meet up together in public, uh, and chat about this stuff is something that I would always be super excited about if it's given the opportunity. 
And I know uh, even like some of the community members here, like I've had the wonderful pleasure of meeting Alts and, uh, and Mintz and Chella and Kriegel in person last year. I did not have the opportunity yet to meet guys like Rob G, even though I talk to Rob all the time. Oh, I met Mintz. Um, that was an, that was an awesome experience too. Mintz is a longtime community member and a great guy. Absolutely fantastic guy. So, um, you know, the opportunity to meet people like Rob and Baron or yourself, Nico, would be a fantastic, just honestly, that's what I'm looking forward to in my life. And uh, some people might think that's funny or, or not something to look forward to. But for me, like, that's exactly what I'm looking forward to for the rest of my life here is to, to meet the people that have shared this journey with me or that I'm sharing the journey with. So I guess on that note, yeah, I echo that. Oh, alt, no. like, yeah, no, I was, I was just saying, I was going to echo what you just said, like, we're, it's, it's a very small community, but we um, we each can identify and relate, right? Because it's not, this is a tough one to find to find your way into because we are such a niche and we are so ahead of the game, right? Like people are just now scrambling out soulbound tokens, and yet you know we've been building that for like four years, <laughs> you know. So like we're just so early, and it's going to grow really, really fast. But yeah, no, I, I appreciate everyone that's already here, and uh, we're just it's just a different vibe. Um, so yeah, I just I. I wanted to echo what you said. I uh, I appreciate this, fam, so much. Yeah, hundred percent agree on on that. Because like what 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 I was really like really what was really stunning to see. Like I've been to Japan and have been there to the Clonex community meeting, and then I've been to the Toberfest here in Germany. Um, and it was kind of my first NFT meetups. Um, and it was really cool to see all those different individuals with different backgrounds, different jobs, different financial situations, but. Like you would never put both people together in a room um, and have drinks together or just meet up. Like like you already said, they are, like everyone shares the same vision and has kind of like vibing on the same stuff. Makes you really feel connected and really fast kind of have this like the conversation on another level to kind of be actually friends. So I, I really made really good friends with the community meetings. Um, with Clonex, like I've never thought or, or never imagined that that would be possible, but it was really, really easy because, yeah, like I said, you have this level together where you all connect with. And I think Luxo is going to supercharge that when we get the opportunity to come together because the conviction bet on Luxo has been so much longer. So for those of us who are really invested in this community and have been for a while, when it actually turns and we get that opportunity, I mean, it, it'll just be like meeting your long lost brother or sister um, because we've gone through so many up and ups and downs together. It's just, it's, it'll be an incredible experience and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. That's uh it's going to be pretty epic to, cause we've already been so long on this journey. Um, but it's like, I I've only felt better about it every day is that the, the project itself is just, continue to forge forward and grow and, and and we can see like from a daily basis like a daily standpoint those of us that are actually like in the in this world really using the tech on a daily basis like there's so many issues and luxo will fix so many of them um but it's it's just great to, to be in a community of people because like these things you can't even you're talking about the real world meetups or the physical world meetups you know like it's this stuff that we're so passionate about, but really there's like nobody else you can talk to about these things in the physical world because no one has a clue what the hell you're talking about. Right. And it, and the space moves so fast. Like if any of you just unplug for a week, you'll be just completely lost. Right. So it's like, we kind of like this, 
organic universal consciousness that we're just kind of all plugged into. Um, so it's just, it's, it's just a different vibe that you don't really find anywhere else. I absolutely love it. Hell yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, so we'll, I think we're going to start winding down the show here. If you haven't already followed NBR um, on Twitter, I suggest you go do that now. NBR being a builder in the space. These are the people that you want to pay attention to. These are also our longtime community members. Um, I like, like I said at the top, I love the crossover between the clone X and the Luxo community. I think that that's fantastic. And like we found out at the beginning, I think it's great that someone who has built such a valuable tool as social dot recovery came in because he threw clone X because he found out about it through alts. Uh, I think that, that that's, hilarious but incredibly speaks to the incredible power of these social networks that we're building and this blockchain luxo is going to supercharge those those social graphs right it is literally optimized for these types of experiences going forward if we're trying to move away from this overly like almost hyper financialized atmosphere that is getting people into so much trouble in the blockchain space and Ethereum, there will always be a place to screw around and right to, to play with finances. But we need a place where people can come and enjoy the benefits of blockchain as it pertains to gaming, social media, or all of the other applications that are out there and do it in a safe and responsible way. And that's what Luxo is bringing to the table. The founders, this is what they've been on since 2017. 2017, that's a long time, right? And this is 2022. And we're going to see this thing launch at Mainnet very, very shortly. I'm positive of that. That is me who lives and breathes this stuff every day, feeling more and more positive and bullish about it every day, um, trading DMs back and forth with people. So this is something you want to keep your eye on. Follow the community members in this space, follow the builders in this space, because that social graph just empowers, gets more and more uh, network effect and just spreads this message out to more and more people. I joke around. I say we're evangelical about Luxo, but the fact of the matter is, if we're not out there spreading the good word, who's going to? The answer? No one. So. We've taken on that charge because we're good people with good hearts, and that's what we're going to continue to do in this space. We'll let everybody else go out there and engagement farm. We're just going to keep trying to save the world one pink pill, save the souls, right? All to one pink pill at a time. So if anyone has anything to add, speak now or forever hold your peace. Otherwise, we're going to end the show. Thank you, everyone. Just again, the uh, POEP uh, secret word is social-recovery-luxo. Again, social-recovery-luxo. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Thanks, Eve. Wait, can you say that one more time? Uh, nope, can't. Two's enough. <laughs> All right, see, everyone. See everyone. Keep it pink. 